around it who say <laughs> Welcome to the show. What show is it? Do you know the name of it? What? The name of my show? Yeah. What is it? What? Do you even blog? Yeah. Do you even blog? Say the Do You Even Blog podcast. Do you even blog podcast? Pod podcast. <laughs> I couldn't say tug tack. Podcast. Tug tack. <laughs> Close enough. Do it to build a community. That is the quickest way to it grow. It does take time, but if you're not feeling that love, like maybe the blogging thing is. We need to get traffic. We need to get a lot of traffic. You wake up and you're not getting as many downloads as you want. Or selling your readers' attention, you you're going to make a fraction of the amount of money that you make. Reaching audience thousand a month. For me, like it worked because I just kind of outlast. Take the risk of putting yourself out there and be unique and be unique. Facts that this is not a blog. This is a business. I'm Jessica Ojek. What's up? What's up, Nick Loper? I'm Tanya from Our Next Life. Nick True. I'm Jessica Moran. I'm Monica Louie. I'm JD Rock, and you're listening. You to are listening, and you're listening to the Do You Even Blog podcast. What's going on, bloggers? Pete McPherson here. So happy to speak with you today. So, uh, if this is your first time listening, I would suggest you hit the stop button or hit the pause button. Come back to this later. Go back and check out one of the deep dive interviews, or maybe one of the homework episodes that'll give you like a little quick hashtag actionable tip or something like that. I wasn't even going to publish today at all, but something happened yesterday. I posted on Twitter, I posted on Facebook, an interesting question, and the feedback I got was so polarized for the most part and interesting, and I had to do this show for you this morning. Friday, I'm actually recording this like an hour before I publish, so I recorded this morning. Um, I know this is going to be of value to you, so stick around. It has to do with the question, should you hit publish? On content, I was actually referring to podcast content when I asked the question, but no one knew that. Blog, post, or otherwise, doesn't matter. Should you hit publish if you're not absolutely thrilled with it, if you're not satisfied with it, if you're not proud of it, if you don't think it's of maximum value? So those are actually like four or five different things, which I want to talk about a little bit. But I also just want to like read some of the responses that I got from people that I know and respect, like bloggers that I trust and respect gave some polarizing opinions. So it's interesting. I want to dive into that and I want to kind of leave you with my takeaway of what I think you should do. I'm just going to give my own opinion uh, in addition to these other people's opinions as well. But before I do that, one thing, I am going to hit publish, so to speak, today on the blog, a very small but interesting, I think, technical blog post. I want to teach people how to do table of contents, not using a plugin, just like simple HTML, CSS, that even if you have like very minimal knowledge of that stuff, you can copy and paste into your own WordPress blog, maybe change some of the colors to fit your theme or whatever, if you so choose, and have it ready to go. So I'm going to walk people through that in today's blog post. You can find it at doyouevenblog.com slash blog. It'll be right at the top. And uh, also just how to style intro paragraphs. A lot of themes, like some of the Genesis themes do this by default, mine does, but uh, I want to teach people how to code custom intro paragraphs that look really pretty, and we'll also provide two other functions, specifically with reader engagement and SEO, which a lot of people don't realize. I want to share that on the blog post as well, but I'm not going to talk about it here in Zipogast. So, do you even blog.com slash blog. You can go find that stuff. All right, let me queue up some deep music right here. 
So here is the question that I posed on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to present both ends of the extremes, the spectrums, uh, for the responses that people got. So, question time. Do you push out content that you're not thrilled with just to be consistent, quote unquote, right? Or because your audience hasn't heard from you in a while, do you wait until you have something valuable or do you engage in another way without specifically posting? Like, do you write a nice newsletter to your audience, etc.? That is the basic question. And I found it fascinating. Some of the polarizing answers that people chimed in with. People were passionate about this and I love that first of all, and I'm going to read both of the spectrums and some responses from folks, and then I'm going to provide my own two cents. So let's start with Twitter and go from there. So Mike at Ninja Budgeter, my buddy, he (laughs) responded with this. Should I put out content I'm not thrilled with just to quote unquote hit publish this week? Don't lower the overall value of your site just to put something out, dude. And... He actually followed up with that. I made a remark. I said, oh, I never said it wouldn't add value necessarily. I just said I wasn't necessarily proud of it. What I had personally, and he says, I stand by what I said. People go to your site to get you. If you're not excited about the content, then why would I be? Just my two cents. Okay. Money the right way also chimed in. I lean towards holding off until I have something valuable to publish. It may seem selfish, but the way I see it, if I don't like what I'm producing, how can I expect my audience to? My friend Dennis, Chain of Wealth podcast, uh, chimed in, best content. And let me, (laughs) that's all he wrote, but let me add some context to that. So Dennis and I both, I know he's a friend of mine, are both heavily invested in SEO right now. For now, in the next six months, the next 12 months. And by pushing out just post after post after post, that could actually hurt your SEO. Uh, Case in point, backlinko.com, right? Brian Dean teaches SEO. It's famous. He only has like 40 articles on his entire site. He only has like 120 pages in total. That's everything. That's like category pages. I mean, I don't even know if he publishes category pages, but putting out just uh, not stellar content is not in his repertoire for SEO. So I know where Dennis is coming from on that. Russell, Russell Swinton at Risdomfy, put out content you believe in. The podcast, the emails, he's specifically talking to me here, uh, blogger you, etc. I miss your voice, but it's what carries that makes you in D-Y-E-B great. If you don't believe in it, then I'll wait. First of all, thank you, Russell. Those are very kind words. I appreciate that. Okay, maybe one more here from Twitter. Uh, the Financial Freedom Project, at Finn Freedom, P-R-O-J, Praj, at Twitter. My vote goes to waiting and publishing only what you're proud of. The interwebs are full of noise, could use more signal. I'm gonna read that again. I don't necessarily fall in line with this end of the spectrum. Uh, as you'll see in a minute, but I do think this is important. My vote goes to waiting and publishing only what you're super proud of. The interwebs are full of noise, could use more signal. I think that's huge. I think that really best sums up what a lot of people feel when I ask this question, on this end of the spectrum at least. Teresa on Facebook, Teresa Ott, Fearless Badass on Twitter, uh, says pretty much the same thing. Creating valuable content, especially when you offer it in multiple places and formats, i.e. blogging, podcasting, YouTubing, is a lot harder and more time-consuming than publishing lightweight, mediocre content. Of course, that makes sense. So there's enough mediocre content in the world. I'm not talking about perfection. I mean creating something that really helps people versus lightweight content of little value to few people. Totally agree with that as well. I think that's why a bunch of people are turned off from Pinterest that aren't Pinterest users is because... 
some of the top ranking pins on any given dashboard when people log in is, I'm going to go ahead and say it, mediocre content. Not always, but a lot of it is. All right, we're going to switch gears now. The other end of the spectrum, there were a few people that fell kind of in between. Uh, and sorry, you guys didn't you know, push a hard line enough for me to mention you on the podcast. But on the other end of the spectrum, I'm going to start with Nick. Nick True, at Nick D. True on Twitter. I'd like to point out that it's insanely hard to judge good content when it's your own. It's hard to judge your own content to see if it's good or not. One of Casey Neistat's most watched videos he personally hates and almost didn't publish. The video currently has 20 million views. Put it out, Nick says. Put it out. Hit publish. Uh, my friend Bobby, Millennium Money Man. I agree. Some of the stuff I hate turned out to be my better content. The stuff I like usually doesn't do well. Haha. <laughs> so he's half joking here. But the point still remains the same, right? We can't often. This is important. Listen up. If you've been slacking and not paying attention until now, listen up. We can't always judge the value of our own content, not necessarily for ourselves, but for our audience, right? Our audience is made up of lots of different people, different varieties of folks. And even somebody emailed me, or <laughs> maybe I'll mention it in a second. Uh, Tim Ferriss also says this as part of his strategy. Every podcast Tim Ferriss releases appeals to like 20% of his audience, more so than the other 80%. And he like kind of alternates between those different segments, right? Like he talks about investing and startups. He talks about fitness. He talks about, I don't know, psilocybin and experimenting with like psychedelics and stuff like that. Like he appeals to different segments of his audience and he's actually smart enough to do that on purpose. But a lot of us, we can't always judge what's going to be valuable for our audience. So even if it's something, a piece of content, whatever, doesn't feel like a home run in our eyes, it could still do well. In fact, it could still be valuable for people in our audience. So that was Nick. Okay, I'll go with PF Geeks at PF Geeks, my friend Rich. Put it out. He says, you may not love it, but people in your audience will. Oftentimes, the sermons I preach that I don't love or am not as proud of end up hitting home for someone. I think that's really good. That's uh, the same point that I made from Nick and Bobby. And not necessarily on this end of the spectrum per se, but Tanya from Our Next Life at Our underscore Next Life on Twitter. Alternate perspective. She says, you create more quality when you write more often. Got to keep that muscle strong. A thousand percent agree with this, by the way. Um, I, I responded with this. First of all, I totally agree, and I don't think that's an alternate opinion at all. I think every human being on the planet should write every day, even if that's just journaling, even if it's not blogging, by the way. But especially bloggers, I think they should write every single day. The question is, what about publishing more often? Publishing that stuff that you're not necessarily proud of, even if you still write every day. got to keep that muscle strong. I agree. And... Tanya uh, nailed it again. She says, that's where I think it's a question of personal tendency. Some people can just write to write. I can't. I can only write when I know I have to publish it. So I have to publish more to have more good stuff. So I kind of like that. It might be a little demanding for some bloggers to put that on themselves. But in general, I, I think that's a high standard and I like it. I got one more email from a dedicated, lovely fan. I won't mention who it is. They said, you're killing me with this question, Pete. What message are you sending to new bloggers by implying that unless every post is stellar, they shouldn't 
hit publish. Writing is a skill and people have to practice it to get better. Ryan Bannister on Facebook says, I do push out content I'm not thrilled with for a few reasons. One, I know myself. I know how I am. And if I get out of a routine, it's very easy for me to justify in the future not doing something like going to the gym or eating right or publishing. As a blogger six months in, I want to keep myself posting. Two, I can be a perfectionist and can always find things to improve. Uh, I feel that. Plus, some of the content I haven't been thrilled with has been some of my highest performing. Funny how that works. We see this trend over and over again, right? Elizabeth Heron, I agree with this. It's a balance between being consistent and turning out nothing at all. Yes, I'd love to do skyscraper content. She's referring to like super mega post Brian Dean-esque content. I'd love to do skyscraper content every time, but it's just not realistic. So what do we make all this? Is it important to save your content until it's good and can hopefully make a bang, cut through the noise, get noticed, be special, add value to the maximum amount of people, and also make you just feel more comfortable about your own efforts, your own content, your own blog. It is our blogs, by the way. We get to do whatever the heck we want. It's our blogs. We can publish or not publish. It's no one else to decide for us. But is it also extremely limiting? Should you also push through because even if it doesn't feel valuable to you, it might be valuable to 10%, 20%, maybe even half of your audience. Some of the you know worst posts tend to do better, not all the time per se, but you can't necessarily predict and judge your own content. So what to do? Oh, and also writing is a skill. And also I'd argue, even though I kind of said something to the contrary to Tanya on Twitter, publishing is also a skill, like shipping, as Seth Godin would say, right? Ship. Just ship it. Just effing ship. Uh, that's also a skill as well. So what to do, right? What What's the answer, Pete? This is your podcast. We want to hear what you think. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you what I think, and I'm going to break it down into two different parts. One, that word consistency. I preached it. Other bloggers have preached it on this podcast. Like It's one of the biggest factors, especially in the first year of blogging. Two years, three years, for sure. But especially in the first year, it is going to have more of an impact on your long-term growth than anything else. Publishing consistently. It doesn't even really matter if it's twice a month or twice a week, but just getting stuff out there and being consistent and persistent in your blogging and marketing efforts. So I think that is factor one. Because a lot of times when we're not ahead on our content, we'll get to the end of the week. Like me this week, I'm like, I, I don't have anything to publish. <laughs> or I have some stuff to publish, but maybe I'm not thrilled about it. And I've been holding off publishing it for like months now. And I really just need to get something out to be consistent. Okay. Some of you might disagree with this. Some of you might agree. But I think you should not publish just for the sake of consistency. If it's really bad content, don't publish it. Even if it's mediocre content that you know you can make better, I still think you should wait and make it as good as it can be. So that is part one of my opinion, the consistency part. I don't think it's quite as important as we all have been led to believe. Sorry, Ryan. I know it is good to stick in those habits once a week, once a week, once a week. But at the end of the day, I don't think we should just publish something because of consistency. Now, there are other factors too, like Tanya mentioned, like uh, some of these other people on Facebook and Twitter mentioned. Forget consistency. What about just the fact that we're not happy with it or not proud of it, or we don't think it adds enough value? 
to that factor, I'm going to say ship it, push it, hit the publish button. I agree with Nick True on this. I agree with Bobby on this. I agree with Tanya. I agree with my email, anonymous, anonymous emailer. Uh, I think you should hit publish. When you don't think it's going to be quite valuable enough or you're, you, you feel that perfectionism coming in or just not, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, just, just ship. Okay, once you've worked on it enough, once it's good enough, that's a quote unquote, once it's good enough, hit ship. Okay, publish. That's it. Uh, forget consistency. Just if you find yourself doubting the value of your content, I don't know, just, just ship. <laughs> it can help somebody. It's important to just publish it and move on right? Especially if you've been working at it for days and days and weeks and weeks, even publish it, hit ship and move on, like get content out there and move on. Don't do it necessarily just for a self-made deadline, i.e. the consistency part, but you got to write, you got to publish. And I don't think you can necessarily predict the overall value of your own content. I think maybe it was Nick or Bobby that originally said that on Twitter. I agree with them 1000%. You can't necessarily predict which ones are going to be home runs and which ones are going to be dead. And the last thing I'll say about this is the converse is also true, right? <laughs> we spend like three weeks. I have a blog metrics post is a really small keyword in Google, but for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to nail this blog metrics. I'm going to talk about traffic and time on page and bounce rate and email open rates and all this, all this stuff, right? I'm going to nail this post. It's like 5,000 words. It has lots of uh, images and has an infographic that's really pre- pretty and I spent a lot of time on. That post bombed. I thought it was going to be mega valuable trying to help people determine what the crap to do with this like blog traffic number, right? It was not helpful. <laughs> it completely bombed. And the likewise is also true. So you publish content, you're like, ah, this is mediocre. I could do better. It's not perfect, et cetera, et cetera. Just ship it. Publish. I gotta take. Uh, I gotta take this into the spectrum on this one. Just publish it, okay? It's never gonna be a home run per se, and you can't judge. It's up to your audience to judge, not you. So there is my answer to this question: Should you wait and only publish super valuable content, or should you push out to be consistent? I don't know. It's a spectrum. I think there are two factors. One, the consistency part. I don't believe in. I do think that you can wait an extra week if that's what it takes to make it. Uh, make you more comfortable, make it more valuable. I get that. But at the end of the day, if you're just unsure about value, you just got to know it's impossible to judge and you should probably just ship. You should probably just hit publish. So those are my two cents. That said, if you have further opinions, you guys listening to this, I would love to hear from you. I would, I'm not just saying that either. Like veer your car off to take off your headphones while you're running. Uh, just jump off the treadmill. Okay. And hit me up on Twitter at do you even blog. I'd love to hear what you think about this. There's no blog post accompanying this. So if you want to share this episode, um, let me think here. Eh, I don't know. You can share it on the Podbean website if you really want. But if you're my true fans, I would just ask that you go share maybe my how to start a blog post. I know it's a little redundant and everybody has one, but I really like it. And I think it's valuable. So I want people to share it. Of course, I think it's worthy of being shared. If it wasn't, I wouldn't say that shit. Um, if you're my true fans, just go share that really. And instead of my episode and hit me up on Twitter, if you have any thoughts or opinions on this matter, I do find it fascinating. 
And for those of you nerdy enough out there who also find it fascinating or interesting and want to weigh in, I would love to hear what you say. So there it is. At Do You Even Blog on Twitter. That's the best way to get in contact with me. Please don't email me anymore. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You can email me. But uh, my inbox is slowly degrading due to well, a bunch of different things. But Twitter and for those of you in Blogger you the Slack group, by far the best way to reach me. Old, old Pete, do you even blog McPherson? Anywho, I hope you guys have a lovely day. I hope this was of value to some of you, and I suspect it most definitely will be, as we you know, pretty much talked about this already. I think it will be valuable to some of you. In fact, I know it will be. So with that said, I hope you all have a lovely week blogging. Hit me up on Twitter, and that's it. I'll come back at you with more blogger interviews in the very near future, and Okay, one more side note. That technical HTML CSS post will be up on the blog probably by the time you're listening to this. So go check that out. I'm not sure what the URL is yet. I didn't actually look. Uh, do you even blog.com slash blog. I'll teach you how to create table of contents that interlink two different parts of your blog post within the page, right? Uh, as well as intro paragraphs, which I think are just really, really fun and super easy to do. Find that there. And I will talk to you guys next time on the Do You Even Blog podcast.